we sit back and look at any situation with a holistic lens, we must remind ourselves that everyone is just trying to be happy. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Live an Extraordinary Life. I am your host, Tim Bishop, and this podcast serves as a guide to help you define what an extraordinary life is for yourself. So today I'm going to be going over the five main takeaways that I felt like I had from my experience at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And these are five things now that have held true as I am diving into life post-graduation. So I think these five things really apply to anybody at any point in their lives, whether you are still in college, whether you are in high school, whether you are a post-grad, whatever age you might be. I think that these five things have been holding true in my life and hopefully can serve some value in your life. So the first thing is to start asking the hard questions now. No matter what stage of life you are at, it is never too late to start asking the hard questions. What is really important to me? What will bring me a fulfilling life? What makes me feel alive? What am I really looking for in a relationship? What does my definition of success really look like? These questions aren't easy to answer, and they will only become harder to answer the more you start following someone else's path. So whatever stage you're at in life, start now. I would recommend starting with, what does my definition of success really look like? This is a hard answer. So I think that the first step is really focusing on it. And again, going back to the point I made a few sentences ago, which was the more you follow other people's path, the harder it is to define that what success is for yourself. So I think whatever point you're at, the best thing you can do right now is saying, I'm going to start to try to define what success looks like for me because everybody has different styles. Everybody has different ways of doing life. And it's kind of funny because I actually was just talking to one of my friends the other day who works at an accounting firm I won't mention the name or the person, but he said sometimes I think it's kind of funny because sometimes I think that no one really knows what's going on and everyone just tries to kind of fake it. And it creates this like awful system where we're all sort of like faking that we know what we're doing. (laughs) And we're all sort of like trying to basically, basically the idea was like play into like the symbol of what a good successful employee looks like. And as I, his, his takeaway was, it'd be so much better if we could all just, you know, actually be the employees that we wanted to be and actually live out our lives that we wanted to live out. So taking that on a bigger level, like what does success look like for you on a big scale? Um, what does what does a successful life mean to you? Another fun way to look at this is saying at my 80th birthday party, what do I want people to say about me? Right When I'm 80 years old and my friends and family are there, what do I want them to say about me? And that kind of simplifies the question sometimes because you bring it down to the root of, huh, well, I want them to say that I was a good person and that I was caring and that I was there for my family and X, Y, and Z. And sometimes you can use that to kind of work backwards and say, huh, how would I be able to design a life that looks like that? So part one is start asking the hard questions now, which I think the most important one might be, what does my definition of success really look like? Or on this podcast, as I say it, what does an extraordinary life look like for you, right? So this step one might actually lead into just saying, Step two, which is the question and the thing that I urge all followers to do, is to commit to the lifelong pursuit of an extraordinary life. And my second point is if you don't know your definition of success or what an extraordinary life is to you, your passions or your, in quotation marks, why, use this as your day-to-day motivator, right? Like, these are not easy questions to answer, but it is a lifelong journey. Like I said, it's a lifelong pursuit Basically, all we can do if we don't know is focus our thought and intention on these questions and give it our all and trust that the answers will come along the way. 
And again, where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? If you focus on these things and they become a priority in your life, I promise you that you will see dividends. It might not happen for a week. It might not happen for a month, a year. It could be 10 years. You never really know. For example, take the founder of Walmart, super random example. He was 60 years old when he started Walmart. So you say, okay, so his his big thing didn't happen until he was 60. Now, some people start things when they're 20. And I'm talking about like just being an entrepreneur. That was just an example. But like anything in your life, right? Any sort of purpose or mission you you feel drawn to. I know even my mom is now working with a a team where they're focusing on affordable housing, right? And she just started doing that, but she loves it, right? So this is adding into her purpose and her definition of success. But the idea is that you basically put it at the center of your attention. Again, you focus your thought and intention on it every single day, and you start to be more mindful of the things that are happening around you that you really enjoy. Again, it might be in the form of relationships. It might be in the form of how you choose to live out your day-to-day life. It might be in the form of these bigger goals and passion and purposes that you have. But again, focus your intention on that and the universe will provide some answers for you. The third lesson that I learned was don't funnel yourself in life. Try a lot and learn a lot. This one, you know, I think just recently actually I heard Rachel Hollis, who is one of the biggest influencers um, for sure for females. And now she's started to influence males as well in the personal development and just living a kick-ass life industry. She was posed a question once. Somebody asked her, well, you know, how do I how do I find these things, these passions, these definitions of success? How, how do I go about it? And her advice was simply to try, try a lot of things. Like you don't know unless you try things. It's easy to speculate if you would like something, but you will never know if you try it. It also supports Tim Ferriss's idea of mini retirements. This is another kind of side note here. Tim Ferriss supports mini retirements because he says that a lot of people have their dream retirement life like visualized and they get there and they don't like it. So Tim Ferriss is ad- Tim Ferriss advocates for taking a little break throughout your career and like experimenting with retirement and what it would look like and then keep working but then you know you'd have a better idea of like what retirement could look like for you and how you want to live out that sort of part of your life. The idea here both being the same, you have to try things to know if you really like them. You could speculate that, oh, if I was the CEO of this company, I worked my way up the ladder for 30 years and I'll be the CEO, then I'll be happy. And you get there and you're like, wait, this actually sucks. So again, the idea is just understanding that you don't really know things until you try them. So if you funnel yourself, you don't try a lot of things, then you're never really going to know. It doesn't mean that you have to just like be moving around careers or jobs. Trying a lot of things might not be in the sense of just your career. Maybe you have a good job, but maybe it's different hobbies, different activities, different volunteering gigs, different whatever. But just try a lot of things and get out there in the world and you'll start to learn more and more what your passions are because you'll take the good out of everything you try and it'll start to push you in a certain way that you will need to go. The fourth thing that I learned was that people are the most important things in our lives. The quality of our relationships is the quality of our lives. Seriously, like make our relationships intentional and meaningful and you know, I think I'm still experimenting with how to do this. It doesn't mean that every relationship in your life needs to be this perfect, glorious relationship, but having a support system, having a strong family relationships, having a group of best friends who are there for you, and having just as many opportunities to socialize in the world as you can. I mean, there's so much science and evidence backing it up. You can just Google it. The benefits of being social on Google and I don't, it'll give you hours of content to go into it. So I don't have to talk about it, but it really comes down to at the end of the day, 
what do we have left? You know, like if, if, if we don't have work, if we don't have, you know, if things go wrong externally, what do we have? And we, we have ourselves and we have the friends and the company that we keep. And I keep reminding myself this as you think about your life and how do you make a complete life? And I think for me, when I look at it, it's if everything career-wise seems to be going wrong, right? If So people put so much weight emphasis on their career. But if you, let's just imagine everything career-wise is going wrong, but my life is still complete in the sense that I have health, I have a community, I have a purpose. And no matter how my career is going, those three things don't change. I think that's really important, actually. If you can find health, community, and purpose not in your job, and then you can also find basically like a cherry on top that your job and your career also brings you a lot of purpose. I think that's super valuable because again, in a career, in a career, like what you're trying to do with your life, there's so many things that, that you just can't control. Some things will go wrong. Things will, will go, you know, not as planned and you'll have to be able to stay strong in those moments. And what will keep you strong is having that support system outside of work, those things outside of work that are going to keep you basically mentally mentally there and mentally locked in until you know you figure stuff out career-wise and you keep going. Anyways, I think having a community and a purpose in that community and having health in, in a community with people and, and having strong quality of relationships really makes up a big part of the quality of our lives. And finally, the fifth point that I learned, and this was from the Dalai Lama, who has been someone that I've enjoyed learning more and more about and will continue to learn more and more about because he's an incredible person. One of his quotes was, everyone is just trying to be happy. And it sounds funny, but he said it from such an empathetic and compassionate place. This quote really taught me to be empathetic for people. I think that myself and others, I assume, are very quickly to judge others' actions. When we sit back and look at any situation with a holistic lens, we must remind ourselves that everyone is just trying to be happy. Yes, people screw up, but so do you, and so do I. It's part of life. And when someone you know hurts you, or you see something happen in the world, remember that they are probably just trying to do what they think will make them the most happy. And it's a really hard thing to rationalize at times, but you can take this to the very big extreme. Even people who are doing crazy things in the world, you're like, man, that person was really just trying to be happy. And you can think of some insane examples where you could say this probably doesn't apply. Okay, maybe. But 99% of the time, nobody is trying to hurt you. Nobody is trying to make your life miserable. Nobody is trying to spread negative energy into the world. They're just trying to do whatever they think is right for them and will make them happy. So if you look at people with that lens, you can be more of a giver. You can connect more people. You can be there for people and say, hey, I know that you know, you're just trying to be happy. I know you're just trying to do what's best for yourself. But let's think about other ways we could go about this, right? It, it creates a connection and understanding with that person saying, hey, you're just like me. You're just trying to be happy. We're all the same. We're all humans. We all want the same things. And I think when you start to acknowledge people for what they are, and that is human beings, and that we are all the same, that you can actually find a lot more connection in your life and a lot more ways to serve others because you see them as someone who needs the same things as you. So these are five big takeaways that I had from school. And I'm 
excited to share them with you because they've played a big part in my life and help you ponder them and think about some of them. So to review, start asking the hard questions now. If you don't know that you're, if you don't know your definition of success, make it a priority. Three, don't funnel yourself in life. Four, people are the most important things in our life. And five, as the Dalai Lama says, everyone is just trying to be happy. So think about these things as you go about your week or your day and start to maybe reflect on some of them and say, hmm, like are these some questions that I should start to be asking myself right now as I go through whatever stage of life I am going through. So thanks again for tuning in. And as always, go live an extraordinary life.